This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. It's Michael here. Today I've got Catherine Hayes on. Catherine, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Michael. Happy to be here. Thanks for being on the show. So it's been about a year since you released your book. So tell the audience about, about your book, a little bit about your journey, and, and, and what this last year has been like. Yeah, thanks. Um, my book, yeah, it was last June, June 27th. Uh, last year was when I put the book out there. It's been something that I think has been living inside of me for a long time. So getting it out there is both... Um, you know, exciting and exhilarating and also very scary because you're putting your, you know, your story out there for the world to see. But it was something that really was part of my path. And the book, the title of the book is Everything's Going to Be Okay. And I'll explain where that comes from. And the subtitle is From the Projects to Harvard to Freedom, which kind of talks about my journey from being a really hardworking person, overcoming a lot of poverty and hardship to getting a very successful academic career going to having an accident that really showed me that there's so much more to life than hard work. (laughs) Not that hard work isn't important, but you can bring it into balance. So the title, Everything's Going to Be Okay, comes from, I grew up in the housing projects in Boston, lived there till I was 22. And when I was six years old, this one day walking to school by myself, going to first grade, I had this very powerful, I would call it like a thought or an intuition that just kind of descended throughout my whole body. And that was, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. And I remember just feeling a sense of relief and peace. And I totally trusted that thought. I was six years old. I didn't know what it was. Looking back now, I really think that was grace. And it really was a touchstone for me. And then the subtitle from the Projects to Harvard to Freedom, my, um, my safe place, the place that I felt most comfortable with Um, being as a child was in school. So I really became this overachiever and school was just, I I thrived there. And that just continued throughout my life. So I worked really hard. I got myself, I put myself through college. I put myself through dental school. And then I um, had an opportunity to do a fellowship at Harvard to get another degree, a doctorate in public health. And it was actually, I was actually a faculty member at Harvard back in 2005 it's hard to believe it was that long ago, when I had an accident. And I don't remember the details because I was knocked unconscious, but there were witnesses. And uh, being in Toronto, you know what black ice is. But for those of your listeners who don't, it's a very thin sheet of ice covering the pavement that you don't even know it's there. It just kind of seeps in. So apparently there was black ice. and my, I was taking my dog to the pet store. He got excited to get to the pet store, pulled on the leash, and I lost my footing, fell backwards and landed on my head. I don't remember any of that. I was knocked unconscious. And when I started to wake up on the sidewalk, first of all, I, there were people around asking if I was okay. Um, I had a sense of, first I couldn't see anything. Everything was just completely black. I had numbness to the tip of every finger and every toe. But the most profound memory from that experience was I had another one of those thoughts that just descended through my whole being. And this time it was, it's time to change your life. And I thought, what is that? What do you mean? You know, and it just, I was so confused and had a really bad concussion. So 
that thought stayed with me, but I didn't quite understand it because after all, it had come from the projects to Harvard. Isn't that success? Well, not really. I mean, I think to the outside world, it is, but to my inside world, to my soul, my heart, there was much more to me and much more to life to both experience and uh, express. And it wasn't as if I set out to change my life, but it didn't matter. Something was set in motion. And what happened was I started on a you know, very deep kind of spiritual journey, really an inner journey, getting to know myself more, getting to know what I really wanted out of life. And so I went from a very kind of high-paced academic career on this you know, ladder to just keep going, 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 to um, studying about the Enneagram, which is a very ancient spiritual psychology, and um, doing coaching, and really ended up with um, leadership coaching. I had already, always had very big leadership roles in academics and met wonderful colleagues who were great leaders and then also stumbled upon some who weren't. And I decided that I wanted to really take what I had learned in my career, as well as what I had learned from my coaching and my own inner journey to bring to leadership development. And so that's the work that I do now. It's an amazing journey. And I want to dive into a couple of things with it. You know, obviously your, your upbringing, the fact that school was a safe place for you um, is is something that I think is not typically the case, especially now. And we hear a lot of stories about bullying and things like that. And, and a lot of kids, you know, aren't, you know, overly excited to go into the classroom, but the fact that you, you know, you grabbed onto that and gravitated to that and, you know, really put everything into your education, which then created the opportunities that they had mentioned, I think it you know says a lot. And and ultimately I think for our education system, we we want that to be the environment. We want it to be a place where where people can, you know, grab on to something that excites them um, and is within, you know, their gifts to be able to uh, take those those lessons and, and apply them to, you know, better your life. I mean, that's, that's definitely one thing, but another thing that, you know, jumped out on me and one of the things he said, it was in life, we get thrown these curveballs or situations or setbacks, whatever you want to call them. And we have a choice. We could you know, say, well, you know what, I'm just going to ride this out and not do anything. But you, you know, you took it as if, you know, okay, you know, I'm, I'm feeling this, um, nudge or push or you know mm -hmm. shove or shove or whatever you want to call it to really you know you know do a pivot in your life in your career and escape the rat race and go do something else and it, it takes a lot I, and I and I I talk with people all the time it's not an easy decision to make to to walk away from the quote unquote safety of the nine to five mm -hmm. which really isn't safe. Um, to you know, taking control of your of your own destiny and your career and and launching something, you know, to utilize your unique skills and gifts and experiences uh, that are you know definitely unique to you. So you know, so I'm, I just want to you know highlight a couple of those things because I, I think at the end of the day, when people really look within and they really start focusing on you know what they one want to do and two what they feel can be a, a big uh, contribution to society, 
that's when you start seeing some amazing transformation, not only in those individuals' lives, but the lives of the people that they serve. Absolutely. And um, to your first point about safety in school, it is so tragic that we hear so much about bullying and also these school shootings, this type of thing, because school for me was always this place of feeling nurtured and mentored and, you know, held to my best, all of that. And I, you know, my hope is that many people will have that experience. And sadly, as you pointed out, it's not entirely true. I feel like my accident it was really a gift because it really opened up, you know, this part of me that I think I had been shut, shutting down just to, you know, work, 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 you know, get ahead, get ahead and get out of poverty. Um, also have a son wanted, you know, to make a good life for him. And the, you know, the accident, actually what happened the day, so I obviously went to the hospital and Fortunately, you know, didn't have any bleeding in my brain and had some inflammation and had a bad concussion. But what that meant is um, I had to stay out of work. Now, at the time I was in my mid-40s, I had a paper route from the time I was 11. I worked all my teenage years, all my adult years, really never stopped working. So this was the first day that I really, there was nothing I could do. I couldn't even read. I couldn't sit at the computer. And it was such a peaceful day. And I remember the the end of that day, and it, that lasted, I think it was several weeks that I was out of work, but that very first day, I remember saying to myself, wow, this is such a peaceful pace. And I bet this is how probably a lot of people live who aren't in the rat race. And it was really, that, that to me, just like the experience when I was a six-year-old girl walking through the projects, that experience of having that day away from work is really a touchstone for me because that sense of really being in a place of being and not constantly doing and just going with the flow of the day and, you know, friends came and visited and it was really a gift to me. And I think what it did was it gave me a taste of what life could be like. I love the quote you said about, you know, go with the flow of life. And when you do that, and this is something that, you know, I, I've discovered when, you know, I made my transition in my career to you know really taking control of of my time and and how I spend my time and what I work on and when I work on it and it's it's definitely a work in progress it's not something where believe me I wish I could master it but it it, it takes time and I'm constantly looking at my calendar and my schedule going all right how do I get this done or, or how how's my energy levels that's something that I I check on on a weekly basis for myself because I'll look at the week ahead and I'll go, okay, I see all of these things. How is that resonating with me with energy? Is Do I see some potential issues? Maybe I've overloaded a day with podcast interviews or client meetings or you know, office things or coffee meetings, whatever the case may be. And I, I find that you know, it's like to, to make sure that I maintain a, a certain state of flow that's comfortable for me. I, you know, I shift some things around a little bit from time to time. I'm sure much to the, the chagrin and maybe potential anger to some people, but it, it's my calendar. I, I have to control it. But when you are in that state of flow, it just, time really flies by and you go, how in the world is it already four o'clock or how in the world is this year almost half over? 
I'm, I'm, you know, we're recording this at the end of May and I am still trying to figure out where the heck February went, much less March and April and most of May. I'm like, where is it going? And, you know, I look back at my calendar because I track everything that I do and I realize, okay, you were in a state of flow. So you more or less lost just track of time and days and weeks because mm -hmm. you were just operating in this state of, you know, harmony with, with life and the rhythms and everything like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled that you, you've, you've discovered that. So if you were talking with someone that was, you know, looking to want to make that leap and, and leave the nine to five and, and, and they, you know, that they have something that could sustain them as far as, uh, you know, financial results and, you know, their skill set and whatnot, you know, what are some of the things that they should look out for in, in the beginning days and weeks and months um, that could potentially derail it? You know, what are some things that you discovered along the way? Yeah, excellent question. And, and I totally agree with you that it's, it is um, a constant work in progress, keeping that as much of that state of flow as you can in your life, because we do all get very busy and our calendars fill up. Um, I think what, what is so important for all of us is to have quiet time, to have time where we are alone, we're quietly sitting and, and to really listen. I, I very much listen to my body. I have, uh, we all have body wisdom. We know that we have a gut brain, we have a heart brain, we have neurons there that inform us. And one of the things I really work with people on is connecting to that body wisdom. I, I would imagine if I could look back before the accident, it would, my accident was like being hit with a two by four. But I would imagine that there were whispers from the universe or, you know, small, gentle, you know, nudges that probably I ignored. And I think the more we can stay connected to our own knowing, our own inner guide, our inner compass, it's always going to take us in the right direction. I remember having this conversation just last week with a client and I said, you know, we, we come to really believe and we kind of fool ourselves into believing that we can map out this plan for our whole life. And that, as you said, life throws us curveballs. It happens all the time. And so the, the real challenge is to, is to be able to manage those curveballs and find the right course. And I believe the way we find the right course is really listening to ourselves. Some, for some people, it's meditation. For some people, it's journaling. For some people, it's going for a walk in the woods but allowing the wisdom that's within us to really come forward and guide us. And sometimes that's a sensation in the body, uh, a sense of knowing when you don't really, like it's knowing, but I don't really know why I know. Like, for example, after I, um, a year to the day after my accident, I was going to a workshop with friends and I, it, it was a teacher who I had never met. Well, now he's written the forward for my book. Um, his workshop was so profound on the Enneagram and I had studied the Enneagram a little bit in the early 90s, and this is now 2006 that I met him. And I remember coming back to my office. I was still a professor. I was at Harvard. And I came back after that weekend workshop. And I just, my body felt like I, I had been poured through this funnel. And I was so tight and constricted after coming from this really vast and open place where I was definitely in the flow. And I followed my intuition. I said, well, let me go on the website and find his book. And I did. What I also found was had these longer workshops because at this point I hadn't made the decision to study the Enneagram. I just followed my intuition. And so when I went on the website to see 
to get the book and saw that he had these longer workshops, I thought, well, let me see when the next one was. And it was in six weeks. It was in San Francisco. I lived in Boston. This is very odd, and I never had this before or since, but I had an open airline ticket to San Francisco because I was doing some consulting for a law firm, and they were going to fly me out to testify, and they ended up settling the case. So I had this open airline ticket, and I thought to myself, that is a coincidence, (laughs) and I believe that coincidences are trying to tell us something. So um, I, I went on that trip to San Francisco, did that workshop, and it was life changing. So I think following the intuition, following those signs, et cetera, um, are so powerful. It's important to listen to your body and the cues of things. And, you know, with my own um, health accident, I guess is a good way to describe it a decade ago, you know, where I had, you know, a cardiac event at age 40, um, which is a little young for that. Um, it, it, It definitely woke me up. To, to pay better attention to my body, my cues, you know, the stress, burnout, all of those things that, that I had. And now, you know, going back to me, you know, looking at my calendar every week, you know, I look for those potential pitfalls that could start me on the journey of being stressed or burned out again. And I, I know my body a lot better than I ever did before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not not to a hypochondriac state, but there are days where I go, hmm, what's that? And I'll I'll say if if that persists over another day or two, then I'll I'll explore it. But it may just be you know I, I moved weird or you know didn't eat something correctly uh, or correct food, I should say. Uh, but it's it's amazing, you know, the telltale signs that our bodies can give us if we are aware enough to pay attention. Absolutely. That's so true. And the more we pay attention, the more we we get in sync with that inner wisdom and the more we're on our right path. You know, no one has a crystal ball for what is to be tomorrow, five years from now. But if we follow that inner guide, we follow our heart, we follow our gut instincts, we are going to be taken on the right path. We will always be taken to the right road. And that's the crucial thing. It's just being in tune with ourselves and and getting to know ourselves and 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 taking care of ourselves as best as we can. And that's that's a daily exercise, people. That is not something you just do it once and it's done. No, it's it's something you have to wash, rinse, and repeat every day. So Catherine, where can people find out more about you, your book, and all the other awesome things you're doing? So my website is katherinehayescoaching.com. And there's a link to my book on my website. They can also get it on Amazon. Everything's going to be okay from the projects to Harvard to freedom. And um, they can also contact me through the website. My email is Catherine at CatherineHayesCoaching.com as well. And audience, I'll have all that information in the show notes. So Catherine, love talking with you today. Thank you so much. And congratulations again on, on all your success. And and more importantly, you'll get navigating through those you know, life challenges that you faced and you came out of it um, in a way where you're able to, to shine and, and help amazing people. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure talking with you, Michael. Likewise. Until next time, everybody. Be well. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst-case scenarios. 
I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get as a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.